0: I got a message for your American buddy. I'm your wife, damn it! Ah, I would have to go up to the wives in the library or the supermarket and say hello. I am new here. I know, George, you think I don't know anything, but I know people. I gave 18 years of my life to stand in the same spot as you.
1: You wanted your file? I found you your
0: file. You wanted out? I got you out. You needed money? I found you some. Now, let's face it here. I've got to, you know, latch on to something in my life. Oh. Yeah, you blend. No you to try to speak talk me, Miss Garland. I know you ever since I put the first pair of diapers on you. Who was gonna love me?
1: Who, who was gonna make me feel good? I wish i had a mother like me instead of nice.
0: Nice get your shit. I got a two inch thick solo in steak sitting defrosting right this minute. When you and Guy come over and supper with us tonight, what do you say? No. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Best Supporting Podcast podcast dedicated to celebrating and dissecting the performances of our favorite best-supporting actresses. My name is Nick Chanov, and I want to get out of this fucking t-shirt. And my name is Colin Drucker, and, well, nobody hits your mother. (laughs) (gasps)
1: Stepdad Greg! Stepdad Greg!
0: I mean, you know, let's just start with stepdad Greg. (laughs) Oh my. I mean, Andrew has the best burns for step oh like like a drag queen wishes you know what Seriously. i mean as far as like reading your stepdad <laughs> yeah yeah this is like bianca del rio levels
1: of reading and yes. it is so oh god like it. it's just so pitch perfect and i i feel like not that it, i have a similar relationship but having grown up in new jersey and having a stepfather you know who came into my life a little bit later and like the same kind of like making fun of you is kind of a sign that you're like a part of the family kind of relationship, except not as vicious as it is in this movie. Like everything about that relationship read so true. I was like, God, I, I'm obsessed with Greg and, and how accurate Greg is.
0: Oh yeah. Even the line like, well, how much does a party starter make? And he's like, I think they said just under what an unhappy pharmaceutical rep makes. And I'm like, and then Greg's like, what the hell does that mean? <laughs> yeah, it's like he doesn't quite. He's like he's so quick that he like it, it goes right through his thick skull.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: well, Greg is is
1: uh, one of, of many highlights and, and maybe not the BSA, um, but, you know, Brad Garrett's coming for the Westons. You know, there's a couple of people coming for Queens, you know, in the Westons next year. Oh, my and, God. In today's movie, which you may know from reading the title of the episode, because, you know, you came prepared. uh, We're here to talk about uh, Dakota Johnson and some others in 2022's Cha Cha Real Smooth.
0: I can't tell you how much I enjoy this movie. Like, Mm. I, it's top 10. There's no Mm. question. It's like, Mm. I don't know if it was just like exactly what I needed, but it is a perfect movie. And it is so charming, and you will laugh, you will cry. I, Dakota Johnson is a revelation. Leslie Mann is just, um, she's perfect. Mm-hmm. I, I, the, and the women are great, and, you know, I mean, Cooper Rafe is just... <sighs> Oh, he is just, um, we talked about it before, right? This was a, this is a movie that you assigned me, correct? So, yes. So for, and and
1: this may, I don't remember if this was pre or post the best supporting after show moving to Patreon, but, uh, as certain, at some point I had a, you know, your best supporting assignment was to watch Cha-Cha Real Smooth. And so we did talk about it as like kind of a, in a, in a featurette sort of way, but we didn't really go into detail. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, uh, when I assigned it to you and I had just seen it, and I feel like, I mean, it was obviously at some point in the last year, I was going to say it must've been sometime last year, but like, you know, this came out in, uh, scroll, scroll, scroll. This came out in, oh, IMDb. Why you do this to me? I, th- I think it was
0: 2021. I thought, I thought, right. Oh, I was just, it wasn't, the... I thought it was 2020. And then, cause I was trying to figure out how old Cooper Rafe was. Cause he's 25 now. It was, re- it was released in June of this year. Wait, no, that is crazy. I know, no, I know. I'm with you. I'm
1: like, no, this was last year. No, this was this summer.
0: That is boggling my mind because I thought I looked it up and I swore it was 2021. So I feel like there's like a glitch glitch in the matrix. But wow. Yeah, I mean, you know, it was like a, a, you know, a smaller movie that like
1: Apple bought. So maybe it came out in like the festival circuit, so to speak, in 2021 and then had, like, the Apple release in 2022. I don't know. Maybe you're just... I know that you go to Telluride every year, and maybe that's what that's you think are thinking yes. of. Yes. You I know. Uh, I know you're a bit of a sun dancer, you and Bob Redford. I understand. <laughs> 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 um, and so, yeah. I mean, so this just kind of, like, sat on our list, our lists of things. Like, ah, oh, cha-cha, real smooth. And I'm so glad we revisited it and are giving it a full episode because I... I, I have so many similar feelings. You know, I uh it made me cry like so many more times than I expected it to, mm-hmm. and, and in like very surprising ways of like, oh, that's just such a great human moment. And I I feel like there's been these movies we've covered over the years like this and Lazy Susan and Holy Camp that just hit a nerve for me, and I'm like, oh, you're immediately
0: one of my favorites. Mass, you know? Yes. I, I mean, I just feel like I want to watch this movie with everyone I know. I want to recommend it to everyone I know because there's no way you can't like it. Like, it really, truly... It it checks all the boxes.
1: Mm. And I got to say, when I had first read, you know, what this movie was about, I don't even think I saw the trailer because I think I was like, oh, God, I don't think I could handle that. Because, you know, the... The movie, you know, on paper is about this recent college grad who uh, becomes a motivational dancer at, at in the local bar mitzvah scene in New Jersey and is called Cha-Cha Real Smooth. I thought this is going to be so cringy. I'm going to like disappear inside of my rib cage. You know what I mean? Like I, I could not imagine that a movie with that kind of setup would make me feel so good. And I cringed
0: 0.00 times. Yeah. I I mean it it's Cooper Rafe wrote and directed this and I'm so impressed with him and I think that was like one of my biggest takeaways from the first time I watched it too was you just you are immediately in love with him and immediately charmed by him and I really think it like click it really clicks once you see his relationship with his little brother, David. Oh yeah.
1: I think that's what really clicked for me the first time I saw it, where I was like, Oh, this isn't going to be a Michael Sarah comedy, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. this isn't going to be this like uh, misanthropic kind of like you know uh, l- loser comedy. Like, look at this dork! Look at all his his misadventures, and you know, and he hates his little brother, and his parents hate him, and like then you see that scene of him home you know having you know breakfast or whatever with the family and like yeah he has this really cute relationship with david and is all excited for his you know the fact that he's got a girlfriend and i was like oh this is so like andrew is so uh, refreshingly enjoyable to spend this movie with
0: yeah, he's the big brother of everyone's dreams. He's like uh-huh. like I, I mean, I have a crush on him now. I would have just been head over heels in love with him as a middle schooler. It would have just been crazy.
1: Oh my god, can you imagine if he was like your your friend's older brother? Oh my <sighs> god. Like you go over to your friend David's house and like, "Oh, Andrew's home from college for, you know, Thanksgiving break," and he's just like so nice to you. <sighs> I know. Forget I, it. I know. Forget it. And I I would just, you know, uh, I would just melt. I'd melt real smooth. <laughs> so the thing also I want to mention is not only does Cooper Rafe star in this, and did he write it? He directed it. He also edited it. And I feel like the editing is a big part of this movie as well. Like there yes. is a certain pace and tone and just like feel to the scenes that is, that felt very distinct, you know, like I, I can't even put my finger on what it is, but it felt, I didn't just feel like it was just kind of, you know, uh all right, let's get a medium shot. Now let's get a wide shot. Like there was a
0: real purpose to like where scenes ended and how they were shot, you know? Yeah, I feel like I can't remember which scene it was between um him and Leslie Mann that just like ended so abruptly. And I was like, Oh, I kind of loved that. Maybe I'll that's, remember as we talk about it, or maybe you remember. It. That's
1: the one I'm thinking of oh, good. That's exactly it. where he's like, I don't need your help. I don't need you to help me or something like that. He's like having a fight with her. Yeah. And then it like that, that's one of the ones that I'm thinking of. And then it just like cut off. And I was like, Oh, that was an interesting moment. I mean, also like at the, towards the end when David comes into his room and he was like, Oh, I think I'm heartbroken as well. And he starts crying about the fact that Andrew's moving out. And then the, that part of the
0: story ends on that moment. Yes. I was like, oh, that's so okay. That's an interesting choice. Yeah. But it's like, we already know that they're close. We already know that Andrew probably gave him like the best pep talk. Like I'm not going to mm-hmm. go far away. And look, you still got mom and Greg, you know, like, but we don't need it. It's like, we already know. Yeah. Yeah. This is so, I mean, for anyone who it is not
1: familiar, I feel like, you know, this movie kind of, uh, I mean, obviously, we barely remember it coming out, you know, this year. So it, <laughs> it kind of got lost in the sauce of of 2022. But it came out It's on Apple TV, which I uh, just canceled my subscription for. So I got in right under the wire before that Ooh, ends. Nice. I'm just not using it. Like, I'm 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 not gonna watch Ted Lasso. Just that's okay. I that's think it. Fine. I'll say this. On this season, this current season of Drag Race UK, Hannah Waddingham was a guest judge one week and was an absolute delight. Oh, Oh, she's incredible. Oh, my God. I swoon for her. So the chances of me watching Ted Lasso were like a little bit
0: higher after that. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like, I think... She's—I don't want to say the the polar opposite of that in the show, but she kind of is. You know, she's kind of like an ice queen a little bit, so you don't get to see the goofiness and like the joy and radiance of her like in real life. But I'm—she's the perfect Drag Race host or guest judge. Excuse me.
1: Oh, I mean, and it's worth what because there's one queen that week who's like going through it, and she like has (gasps) this very sweet, like, touching moment. She goes, "Hi, baby," because the queen's name is Baby. Oh my god. Hi, baby. I can tell you're not feeling very good right now. And I want you to feel good. And, you know, and baby's like, oh, I'm just having a hard time right now. And Hannah goes, oh, love. And it's, it's, and touches her chest and her big, beautiful, bulbous boobies coming out of this gorgeous dress. Yes. It, it's everything. It is the, it is Uh, the only reason to watch Drag Race UK this season is Hannah Waddingham. (laughs) Um, but anyway, <clears throat> that is all not, not uh, hither nor thither. Um, so Cha Cha Real Smooth is uh, about this guy, Andrew, who graduates from college from Tulane and he goes back to Livingston, New Jersey. Now, fun fact I grew up not around the corner from Livingston, New Jersey, but like I grew up in New Jersey and I know yeah, where Livingston uh... is. But this was filmed in Pittsburgh. Wait, what? Yes. This was all filmed in Pittsburgh. Oh, I <laughs>
0: which I is need where a you're moment. from. I need a moment.
1: Oh, I know.
0: Whoa. Okay. I. It, it's the rewatch the movie. Yeah, yeah. I, I kind of. I mean, I can't wait to rewatch it again and again. Anyway, but this is mm-hmm. even more exciting. How did I? How did I looked like up some trivia on IMDb? But there was like nothing. Where did you find these little factoids? Did you like really do like? Did you well, Google it or what? I I did find it
1: on IMDb you because did. I. Uh, because it was like, it did look very much like a New Jersey suburb. So I was like, oh, I wonder where they filmed it. I wonder if it was really Livingston. And then it was like, oh, shooting took place mainly in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. So you Cooper Rafe could have been around the corner from you.
0: Oh, I see. I see. Why did it not? I feel like, I don't know. I don't know. Again, glitch glitch in the matrix. I swear I looked like an hour before we recorded and there was nothing. And Clearly, there's something, and this is the best little nugget to find. So, yay! Yeah. Well, I'm I'm glad we could. I'm glad
1: you could discover it live on the podcast. So, yes. uh, so he comes home to New, you know, Pittsburgh as New Jersey, and um, you know, joins his little brother David at a bat mitzvah one night, and and kind of uh becomes the you know impromptu motivational dancer uh, for the. Um, Not-so-hopping bat mitzvah. And then that turned—and what's interesting, and I didn't really pick this up until the second time I watched it, is, like, that, yes, does kind of turn into then a career for him, and he starts kind of working the party circuit um, around town. But it's it's not really the focus. That's almost like the B to C plot is, like, the fact that he's doing the party circuit because it's more so about the fact that at this first bat mitzvah, he meets uh, this woman, Dakota, Nope, that's the actress. He meets this woman, Domino, played by Dakota Johnson. Can you blame me? I got Dakota Johnson on the brain. I got Johnson's Uh, on the brain, you know? Yes. Uh, And she is there with her daughter, Lola. uh, And Lola is autistic and, and, you know, uh, is not really kind of joining in with everybody else. And so um, Andrew, you know, gets her to go out and dance with him and uh, strikes up a relationship with Domino. And it really becomes about him – what I love is that from, from his point of view, it's kind of this burgeoning love story with, you know, potentially with Dakota, but from, like, with Dakota, I'm going to do that the whole episode, with Domino. That's okay. But for kind of her and and for us as the movie goes on is really seeing, like, oh, my God, this 22-year-old, has anyone ever been so young, you know?
0: Yeah, and I think we talked about this last time, too, is, like, I... I believe him as a twenty-two year old, and I don't because I knew I. There are twenty-two year olds that are, you know, a little bit more emotion, emotionally mature and you know available, I guess. And but, I. How old do you think Domino is? Um,
1: that is a good question because I mean, if uh, if Lola is like if she's been held back a few times, let's say like Lola's fifteen. Um, Domino said that she came very young, so let's say Domino. Was sixteen when she had her, so yeah.
0: at least thirty, know. yeah, yeah.
1: She, like I feel like Dakota Johnson. What's her Dakota Johnson's actual age? And then maybe I can work backwards. So I if Dakota feel like Johnson, she's like our age in my mind, she is younger than us. She was born in nineteen eighty nine. Oh my um, goodness! Well, not too. Much. Oh my Yeah, not too much. Okay, but uh, but yeah. So I would say that in this, she's probably early thirties. Okay.
0: That's fair. That's what I'm going to say. And it's funny because it's like, you don't really think about it until he says, I'm 22. And you're like, oh, you're 22. It's like, right. I'm glad he said it, but I kind of wish we didn't because, but you know that he just graduated college, you know, and most people are, you know, with your undergrad are around 21, 22 ish. So it's interesting.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think that like there is that way in which Andrew is kind of that that Dawson's Creek kind of young person where like he is, you know, where on Dawson's Creek, it was like they were all scripted to be like ridiculously eloquent and the references were like far beyond their pay grades. But I feel like his version of that is like just being, yeah, very emotionally intelligent, like very willing to kind of have vulnerable conversations. Um, It's sort of unfiltered in a way that like when he says to Domino, like sometimes I thought I'm autistic, I feel like there are elements of Andrew that are a little bit of that like somewhat on the spectrum quality of like not, you know what I mean? Like just kind of being a little more forward or a little more kind of direct in a way that like is not being stopped by certain like cues. You know what I
0: mean? Yeah. I I think also it, it sort of justifies the relationship with Lola too. It's like he gets her and but he is more of an extrovert than Lola. Absolutely. But yeah, yeah, Because that is it's a pretty bold thing to say to a mother of a daughter with autism. You know what I mean? Because it could have gone the other way. But I love how to go to, uh, you know, Domino. She just says, like, really? It's like she kind of just like goes with the conversation. He's like, uh... No, I don't know why I said that. Because it's kind of like I don't want to say a running gag. Because he says it at the, he doesn't say he has autism at the interview, but he also says I have ALS, ASL. Oh, right, um, right. But that was so funny too, and I can't believe he got that job. That is crazy. But I'm so happy for him. I know, I know. Um,
1: yeah, I mean, I think that like he, he feels to me like the kind of person who's gonna like watch some TikToks and go, huh? Maybe I do have ADHD. Sure, oh, take yes. This online quiz, and, yes. Like, it's that thing of, like, yeah, I don't know. I I actually think I might be on the spectrum, you know? And people just self-diagnose because of a BuzzFeed quiz, you know? Yes, that is also yeah. true. But it's, you know, I, I think the the kind of, I don't know, the the fruits of, of that personality is that he is he's so much more, like, outwardly kind and, like, comfortable in his skin and comfortable with being nice to people in a way that, like, I don't know, we just... I don't think
0: I am I'm when are we seeing 22 year old white guys being this nice to anybody? <laughs> you know? yeah it's um and maybe we said this last time but like it's like camp counselor energy it yes. is like but like the camp counselor that everyone loves and is in love with um unironically i think because i think he's a very handsome lad and he is a great dancer as domino says a sexy dancer and i agree he's just Mm. goofy enough and like sexy enough and confident enough and funny i I mean he's yeah i i can't say (laughs) what i think that like he has all these like really sweet moments
1: where like it's almost it, it's almost goody two shoes where it's like, I just love you guys so much. And like, well, I just want to make sure you're happy. Like it's almost too, I don't almost too much, but then it's, I feel like it's sort of tempered by then these like cutting remarks to Greg, you know, of like calling their house, like, you know, his, his bachelor pad and the joke about the salary and things like that, where. I'm kind of refreshed for by the moments when Andrew is snarky because it means he's not just this like sweet cinnamon
0: roll of a college grad who's rolled back into Livingston, you know? Yeah, I do love that. And I guess it's like he's protective over her because, you know, I I feel we don't know the whole story, but we kind of know the whole story that like the things weren't great growing up. And like the what what was the father figure? Like what happened there? Did he leave like
1: yeah, I don't know. Because he's it was only interesting. shown in
0: that first scene, right? Right, right. I mean, yeah, that first scene where, like, you know, it's
1: almost like the root of Andrew falling in love with the party promoter when he was a kid. And and I love how his mother, you know, uh, who – in d- does she have a name in this? Like, I was just going to say, let me look yeah, it up. Yeah, the,
0: the cast list says Andrew's mom, but I was like – Oh dang! I can swear
1: she had a name. Yeah, I think it's
0: just mom. And what a shame, right. too, because we hate that. But also, I feel like it works <laughs> in some weird way. Right. I'll allow it. Right. I guess in this world, it's like yeah, that's just Andrew's mom. Yeah, and like she is such a cool mom.
1: Oh, exactly. Like she's so like supportive of the situation, and um, and I think yeah, we we definitely see that like their dad, you know, his dad, in whatever way was just not maybe not as uh, as fluid and had it clearly he was like a quirky kid as well he was the kind of kid who had the wherewithal to go I'm going to go up to the party promoter and tell her that I want to go out on a date with her you know like he uh, he needs a parent who knows how to be with that kind of kid and I feel like his father just didn't you know
0: yeah and I feel like he's the only one this is stepdad Greg and I love that he's listed as stepdad Greg in the right right IMDB cast is he's the only one that opposes, he doesn't buy into Andrew's charm because, like, you know, he's really kind of doing nothing with his life. And, you know, in some strange way, I guess he's looking out for Andrew by telling him, you know, you need to do this, you need to get a job, you need to think about this or, like, think about your future. But, like, no one wants to hear that, especially when you're out of college. And I, I, I get why he would be combative with him, but it just happens so... I don't know. Like we said, it's like, it's very cutting and they never really like scream at each other. But like, I think that Andrew's wit is too sharp for stepdad Greg. So it never really like escalates, I guess.
1: I agree. And I also think that like, you know, I, when my mom and my stepdad, like I, I, I kind of just like instantly kind of rejected him from the beginning. I yeah. was like very much like hesitant to let him in. And like, Kept certain reservations and kind of took a time to, like, develop our own relationship. And so, like, I could see a world where, like, Andrew also, like, from the beginning just decided I don't like Greg. And so whatever Greg is, I'm not going to like it. And so uh, because it's, you know, uh, he represents this, like, major change in my life that, like, you know, included moving out of our childhood home into this guy's house. You know, like, I... I get all of that. Like when my mom got, when, when my parents got married, my mom got married to my stepdad, we moved out of my childhood home Oof. and we moved to this other house. And I was not thrilled about it, you know? And I was really, and it was really sad. And there was that part of me, it was like, you know, not only like everything's
0: changing, you know? And like, I, if I wanted to, I could blame him, you know? Yes. Two things that I just thought of too. It's like, I feel like, um, I almost called him Andrew Rafe, but Cooper Rafe kind of reminds me of, like, Adam Scott energy yep, and, like, yep. David Tennant. Uh, I wrote
1: down the exact same you thing. You did not. Yes, and I wrote down that Cooper Rafe is giving
0: Adam Scott and David Tennant. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, the
1: exact same.
0: Yeah, oh my that's God. nuts. Because so, he has, like, the he looks more like David Tennant, but he has that sort of, like, goofy, floppy hair mm-hmm. ease of Adam Scott's. Ugh, spot right. on,
1: Colin, he, well done. Sp- oh, ditto tenfold. Yeah, uh, you know, it's like he he doesn't quite have monkey qualities, but I might
0: still let him, like, you know, pick pick flies out of my hair. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes, so to speak. And and going back to Greg, I mean, one of the lines that makes me laugh so hard I, I, every time, as as in like I've this is my second time watching it, but when he gets the idea of doing the party promoting or whatever, and um, Andrew's mom says, um, that's such a great idea. And he's like, I don't know. I kind of want to hear what Greg has to say about it. It's so <laughs> right. funny because you know <laughs> that Greg is going to have something to say about it. And he like, it's it's perfect. One oh, yeah. of my favorite what? lines.
1: And I love the detail that like Andrew's mom is, is in on this narrative. Because I feel like she says, oh, don't be mean. Like she already knows that like that's <clears throat> not something Valid in this house, even later in the movie, uh, when Andrew tells his mother that his, you know, ex girlfriend Maya is in Barcelona, has met somebody else, and he's not going to be going to see her. And you know, when she says, like, uh, you know, listen, I'm not just saying this because you're your mom, but like, I you can do better and everybody I know says the same thing and he's like really she's like yeah he's like who and she's like Greg and then they both start laughing about it in a way that feels like improv where like she knows she gets it like Greg's a little bit of a punchline but I also totally understand like even without knowing whatever they went through with Andrew's father there's a certain stability that Greg and a support that Greg brings to their life that is what you know she's drawn to
0: Oh my gosh, I love that. That whole scene is so good. And the next line, she's like, plus, like, Fulbright scholars, she's like, dummies, big dummies. And they just laugh right. again at that. It is, it's the best. And, like, there, I I don't think I really, even though it's kind of fairly obvious, too, but, um, like, the relationship that Andrew's mom has with Greg is the same sort of template for Domino and Joseph, too, in a way, that security mm. and buying into, like... It might not be perfect, but I I do think it's, like, it's what they need in a way, um, and, yeah. and that it's security. Wow.
1: That I did not even see, but that is so spot on that Andrew would be drawn to Domino because she is kind of like his mom. She's a cool mom. And, like, she's a cool mom. She has a really, like, connected relationship with her kid who has her own unique energy. She, like has you know some instability like sure. she's had fights you know that uh what's her name tells andrew kathy. about how cat Ka- oh, uh wait, is it yeah kathy? no yeah. sorry kathy's daughter macy um oh, yeah. macy says about how kathy had some kind of uh i guess kathy and andrew's mom had some kind of interaction because yes. andrew's mom had a manic episode but then uh macy says oh no no uh, Kathy's fine with your mom. There's only this one mom she's she has an issue with who she hates, and it turns out to be Domino. And so, like, Domino has had some instabilities in the past as well. So there's a lot of parallels between these oh, two moms. Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, and, and it is worth saying that, like, well, we are very early on in kind of culling potential nominees for next year's Westons. We have two best supporting moms coming from this movie.
0: I know it's tough. We we might need yeah. like age brackets or something like that. Yeah, there. I, I want to again. So many things going through my head right now. I just want to talk very briefly about Macy. She has Mila Kunis energy, is what I wrote. Oh God, stop reading my notes. Oh, yes, she does and it's so. She's so cool. And like that sex scene or like the post sex scene is so mm-hmm. natural and like, you know, she kind of gets a moment. She's like, do you think that I peaked?" I just really hate my yeah. job. <laughs> I just like love that
1: line. I just really hate my job. Well, I love how in this movie, like, you know, from, from the BSA lens, like, I would say that, like, Dakota Johnson is, like, the BSA of the movie, Leslie Mann is the assistant to the BSA, and then, like, Adea Rush as Macy is kind of that, like, featured ensemble, kind of, like, next layer where she's she's very much just a C-plot, you know, that, and, and is so much just that, like, familiar face from home that, like, yeah, they took biology together and, like... It, them hooking up, it's like you kind of know it's never going to happen again, you know, and that it kind of meant nothing, you know?
0: Yeah, and I do have on my notes here that I, maybe she's the one who says you're a sexy dancer because he's like, really? He's like, do you want to have sex again? She's like, absolutely not. Yes. And it's so yes, funny. Yeah, she says it.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, I like I liked her function in the movie and I liked that like we even see her towards the end as he, we see him sort of moving on from Domino and hanging out with people his own age and she's in that friend group. Like, yes. I liked seeing that that she's gonna be part of that evolved story, but not as his new girlfriend, you know.
0: Yeah, I like that she has a brain and like a point of view because she could have easily been that like ditzy girl from biology, and I'm so glad mm-hmm. she has substance and um, layers.
1: Well, I love that even when we first meet her, you know, it's like outside in the parking lot yeah. of the bar or the bar mitzvah, and you know, and they're <laughs> talking about like. That, you know, my mom is, you know, really sorry about what happened with, with your mom. But, like, more importantly, how's Kath? And she's like, Kath is fine. The way that, like, I know that's the script. But, like, I love the way that, like, she she responds talking about her mom using her first name. Kath is fine. Kath loves your mom. She loves all moms. Like, I just, yep. There's a you, there's a real quirk to her right away where, you're right, she wasn't just, like, the annoying girl from home.
0: Yeah, it's like you're kind of rooting for them in some weird way, but you're also more than happy with them not being together at all.
1: I'm also looking at her IMDb, and I don't know if you remember, (gasps) but this is blowing my mind. She was in Lady Bird. She was the rich girl that Ladybird befriends who like they go and like they swim at her house and she like you know lies to her and says that she lives in that beautiful house but she really
0: doesn't do you remember yes because she shows and like the old grandmother at the house or whatever uh-huh. is there. yes yeah. it's like a distant fuzzy memory but i can picture it i just keep picturing mila kunis in a way but yes
1: yeah yeah but you know it's interesting she uh her role in lady bird is an interesting featured ensemble where it I think it has like slightly more texture than than your typical just like mean rich girl. So yeah. uh they rush? and we kinda yeah, we kinda talked about uh Lady Bird when we did the BSA's uh the best supporting moms, uh oh, of whatever yeah. year that it was Lori Metcalf, um, and Allison Janney.
0: Oh, that was a great for best supporting actress. Yes. yes. Yeah.
1: Um so best supporting podcast alum, Adea Rush.
0: I love her. She's so great. Yeah.
1: Uh, well, speaking of, of uh, alums, I mean, I feel like we we haven't said enough in this first chunk of the episode about Dakota Johnson, and I think we need to, like, zoom in on... We've talked about her and Sonia Morgan's My Lost Daughter.
0: Um, we have not done Fun Mom Dinner on this podcast, have we? <laughs> no, we haven't. And I think... I feel like you were always kind of going back and forth of, like, I should assign it to you, but I'm not, or I i don't remember seeing it no so no i you know it's one of those things that like
1: i think we might do it at some point because i'm it's i I, it's a movie that i do love to hate like it's awful but it's dakota johnson tony collette uh what's her name bridget everett molly shannon no it's it's stacked. adam scott uh it's a it is such a stacked cast it's disgusting and it's awful it is such a bad movie
0: i bet they had such a great time making it though i, t- I feel like all those ensemble movies every once in a while while are just like i want to go you know wherever they film it to connecticut for two or three months and like just film with tony Collette, you know because i've never yeah. done a movie with tony Collette. like who wouldn't say no to, or yeah no to that
1: Well, I'm wrong because Dakota Johnson did not do a movie with Tony Klitsch. She was not in Fun Mom Mom Dinner. Some other bland, dark-haired woman was in Fun Mom Dinner. But we should still do Fun (laughs) Mom Dinner. Regardless, (laughs) this is just an opportunity for me to talk about Fun Mom Dinner. Okay, there it is. Uh, There it is. No, I think what I'm thinking of in terms – I mean, obviously, Dakota Johnson was in the Fifty Shades of Grey movies. Uh, She was in The Social Network. You love that movie. I
0: love that movie. I don't even remember her in The Social Network. That's how much I love that movie. But I yeah, feel she like
1: plays there's few Amelia Ritter. Okay. Does that sound familiar?
0: Oh, I feel like it's just one of those girls that like Jesse Eisenberg like fell in love with or made out with in a dorm. So I don't know, but I could be wrong. Um oh god, that movie's so good. And I, I do I do feel that you would love Andrew Garfield much more after watching it cuz he has a going to a 27 scene at the very end on Justin Timberlake, which is great. Oh, well okay. I I should see it. I don't know why I haven't
1: seen it. I'm sure it's great. Yeah, it's um so good. I did see this movie called How to Be Single on an airplane. Um, and I think I got to, like, right before the end and the plane was landing. And I was like, you know what? I don't care to see what happens at the end. Um, I think I eventually did see. Uh, but
0: anyway, that had Dakota Johnson and Leslie Mann in it. And Alison Brie. Oh, my gosh. And Damon Wayans Jr. We love yeah, him. Rebel Wilson. I know. I, oh, played I love Damon C. Wayans Jr. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Colin Jost. Jason Manzukis, I hate him. Oh, God, I just hate his Parks and Rec character so much. So much. Oh, God. But I it's just, so good. He's, he's yeah. like, so good that you think he's that person in real life.
1: But he's also on that podcast, How Did This Get Made, right? Oh, maybe.
0: I can't remember. And I,
1: th- I think didn't you send me an episode that they were talking about something and I was like, I can't get through this. Yeah. It was like a mute. Diana. It was like, they did a Diana episode right. and I was like, right. I can't get through yep. this. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um. So anyway, there's, uh, there's how to be single. And then, and I honestly, like, I think you could handle this, but honestly, Suspiria, the Suspiria remake from 2018 is, a masterpiece of lady acting
0: i feel like i could definitely do it because it's just weird it's a little probably tense and like i picture a lot of violins just being like (laughs) like that there's a bit of that yeah and there's like one scene that i was like oh god like that's
1: kind of terrifying yeah kind of violent okay but it's like i don't mind violence actually yeah i was gonna say actually you'd be fine um but it is oh my god it's so good it's the entire cast is women there's like two men in it and you see one of their penises um <laughs> tilda swinton of course, queen uh yeah all you know and i this is not a spoiler to say that she also plays the old man in the movie and it's crazy Ooh. um so she plays two roles no she plays three roles that's all Whoa. she plays three roles um Oh my god, it's just like wall-to-wall women. It is so good. And Dakota Johnson is just a queen. And the only downside is that Chloe Grace Moretz is in it, but not for too long.
0: Yeah, she's one of those she's one of those kids, you know, and she's not a kid anymore, but um I don't really have any feelings toward her towards her, I guess. It's like, but I yeah. it's fine. I always get her confused with the the girl that was in Mad Men. Or is that her? No, that's Maybe um, she was in Mad Kiernan Mom. Shipka. Is, is the the girl in Mad Men,
1: Kiernan Shipka. That sounds like an anagram. Cool, for, yeah. Like you know, Golden Grams. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, in any yeah, event, back, how did we uh, get here? I don't even know. Uh, Dakota Johnson's filmography yes. and Suspiria and all that. So Dakota Johnson as a BSA in this movie. I mean, talking about going to a twenty seven. She doesn't ever go to a twenty seven maybe ever in her entire life. I think that time she burned Ellen at the stake on her own show is the most 27 Dakota Johnson. Oh, ever lest we
0: forget. I mean, it's such a great clip.
1: It really is. I mean, I honestly think, similar to what you said about this, like, how could anyone not like this movie? How could you not love Dakota Johnson? Like, how could you not watch that clip of her going like, um, That's not true, that's not true. Ellen. Ask everybody. Ask Jonathan. Oh. <gasps> um, <sighs> Like, how could you not I love, love that? Yeah. I did invite you. I mean, it's just wearing
0: that, like, plaid bodysuit. Like, she just is such a fucking queen. What, just kind of smiling while she says it, too. Like, yeah. she is... That's an In the Details episode I would love. Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. To just break down, like, every micro-emotion of the Ellen confrontation. Yes. Uh, she really, I mean... So she's a queen. And I, you know, I'm very much a gay man. That That's come to a surprise of uh, of no one. But boy, does Dakota Johnson, like, uh, maybe it's because her last name. But boy, <laughs> does it, it, it shimmy me down the, the Kinsey scale. Just a wee tiny.
0: Yeah. Something about her. She is so alluring and sexy. And she just seems so fucking cool.
1: Yeah. She's just so cool. And in this movie, like, she is so cool from the start because we first see her at this bat mitzvah and and she's sitting over with lola and i feel like her first line is like you know so do you want me to beat you in tic-tac-toe and like i love that like right away we see that she doesn't baby lola and like that's a big thing that like lola talks about later like how andrew doesn't talk to her like she's a baby like yep. she's you know um doesn't talk down to her and i love that like domino doesn't either and i probably called her dakota that's okay more times than i meant um but she doesn't she she doesn't baby her and you know she uh, she doesn't push her when she's like you know we we shouldn't dance right like we don't want to and you know like she's very kind of like you know uh no pressure but you know if you want we could dance like it's it's just a lo- it's a lovely like Fuck Lorelai and Rory on the Gilmore <laughs> Girls. This is like the mother-daughter relationship I'm I'm looking for. Yeah. I wish these were the Gilmore Girls. I know
0: it's just they understand each other. They 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 get or like she, at least she understands Lola, you know. And, and going mm-hmm. back to Andrew's mom understanding Andrew too. It's just uh, I don't know. It is so special to watch. And going back to like her at a like I love that when. You know, Domino does go out to the like the bar, the club that when she's kind of like letting out some steam that she doesn't really like you're like you said too. she doesn't go to a 27. She just needs to get out and like party a little bit. But she never really like I mean that we see at least.
1: Yeah, like, I, I would love to find a movie even where Dakota Johnson plays a character that, like, l- really loses their shit, you know? Like, really, like, yells at somebody because she's just, like, so chill. And and she she certainly, like, goes through lots of emotions in this. I mean, the face journey while she watches Andrew and Lola dance at the Bat Mitzvah is just, <sighs> like, an Oscar reel. It's a masterpiece. It's just... Oh, my God. Each time it cuts back and she's just, like, in a whole new state of emotion. But it's so restrained, you know? Or, or like, that scene in the bathroom when she has the miscarriage. I felt like it was so powerful because she wasn't going there, you know?
0: Yeah. I I mean, she's – it's like the Melanie Griffith in her, really. It's like – it's kind Mm -hmm. of – you can say similar things about her.
1: Because even Suspiria, like,
0: uh, just you wait – like –
1: the, uh, the irony of this conversation of, like, the ways in which she's cool and calm and collected in a... Th- there is a scene in Suspiria that is an absolute 27, Ooh. and she is just, like, a cucumber. And it's it makes it all the better. Like, yeah. it's just... Oh, my God. Uh, she's just a queen. I'm just so in
0: love with her. I just... I I just, I, <laughs> I just love her. I just love her. And I just love her. I just... I think it's also um, you know what Cooper Rafe wrote for her like she has you know their their senses of humor is that how you say the plural of sense of humor I don't know like yeah, sure um, just like the um where he says I like your shirt and then she's like then why don't you marry it like it's not even mm-hmm. it's not ha 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 funny but like there's another thing that she says to oh and I'm not He says
1: something to her about like oh it like they talking about her having uh, a child with autism. He's like, "Oh, you know, oh. it must be hard." She's like, "Oh, yeah, no, I can't solve it either." Like, t- she she responds as if he's saying it must be hard to solve that puzzle she's working on. And he's like, "Oh, no, I meant." She's like, "Yeah, no, I know what you meant." Like, That's... she's. I love that where it's like she just uh, as quick as he is. She's a little bit quicker than him.
0: Yes, and like he says, I understand um, about like babysitting Lola. Um, she's like, he's like, I, I understand if you don't want to because we don't really know each other. And she's like, we know each other. And that's after the miscarriage night. And it's just, it mm-hmm. is so succinct and perfect. And it it's, it's, I just love this movie. She's,
1: yeah. Well, and I love, I, and I love this character because I think that, I'm you know, obviously, yeah. You know, they she does kiss him at one point. They do kiss a couple of times in the movie. You know, there, there's a little bit of this and that. But she is, very much coming from an older, wiser point of view, yep. and I think what's also really refreshing about this is that, like, a, a a more generic movie would have Joseph just be the villain, just be the awful, cold, never present, you know, fiance in her life, and you know, it, maybe if Domino didn't end up with Andrew, she'd still leave Joseph. But I love that in this movie, like, no, it's actually like a real like complicated but like a real and genuine relationship and based on certain things that like andrew has not even experienced and doesn't know anything about you know and and even to the end of the movie where he's he has this fantasy basically of like essentially like it's almost like the movie say anything it's like he comes to the door with the with the radio over his head and he's just like you know i love you and and it's like the same You know, almost like the same thing we saw him do as a kid with that party, you know, um, the motivational dancer as a kid of like just going up to her and saying, like, do you want to go on a date with me? Like, it's it's just as improbable that she's going to respond in kind now. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, there's something so beautiful about it because it's like there's so much of that scene that you're describing too that is like this exasperated like running through the airport like I love you and I don't care that it's crazy. Like we'll make it work. Like it's yeah. It's so toned down and real that it it's infinitely better um when he finally does because we know it. We know it almost the entire movie, but no one's saying it. And going back to Joseph, like I feel like we've mentioned Raúl Castillo the last time we talked it, uh, talked about it because he w- he played Richie on Looking and he was one of my favorite right. characters in looking. He's so talented. And I love, love, love the choice of Joseph not knocking Andrew out. You know, there's no punch. He just like and even when he uh-huh. goes into the car, he's like, I'm just a stupid kid, like I'm sorry. He's like, No, it's it's fine. Like you're you're fine.
1: Yeah. I love that. That like, in, you know, instead of what you expect of Joseph and Lola coming home and Andrew's at the door with Domino and, and you think Joseph's gonna be like, hey, what's going on here? Or like storm after him down, you know, uh, down the lawn, you know, and even when he approaches the car and yeah, when when Andrew says, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm just I'm a dumb kid. And he's like, yeah, no, I know. It's okay. I, I and and the way he spins it of like, thanks for like, thanks for looking out for my family. you know, like, seeing it from this mature point of view. I just in a way, I was so happy. It's kind of like, a league of their own where it took me some time to realize that like, I'm so happy that kit Yeah. that really at the end of the day, kit won. I didn't, I did it wasn't about the peaches winning. It was about kit winning. And in the same way, and in a lesser way, because obviously a league of their own is on a whole, you know, in a league of its own. <laughs> I, I felt like, Oh, I'm so glad nothing developed between Domino and Andrew. And I'm so happy that it ends with Domino and Joseph getting married and being happy together and like seeing how like okay it's not perfect and no relationship is but they have something that clearly works for the dynamic that they're navigating you know
0: yeah i mean one of my favorite scenes that is like a part of a scene really is when Joseph and Domino come home after Andrew is looking after Lola and you could tell there was a you know they had a they had a a tiff on the way home. Mm-hmm. And it was obviously about Andrew and like what's going on here, but like they don't show it. You just kind of know, but like, what did that date look like?
1: Yeah. I, I think that there's like some adult conversations that we and Andrew are left out of. And I love that. Yeah. I love that. Like there, are, there is still an element of this being only from his point of view. And, and I love also the parallel that he, you know, leaves Domino's house and he's crying and he like stops at a gas station and calls his mom and it's the same as the opening of the movie where she like, you know, she says, oh, my baby's heart is broken I and she know. goes to comfort him Ugh. in the car and now it's like the same thing of like, his heart's been broken by an older woman that he idolized and idealized and was a dumb kid about and now here's his mom to the rescue and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think... There's also a lot about this that, like, I, I have, I have called my mom and been like, everything's fucked up. I just, I need your help. Like, I've been there. I. This is all real. When you're 22, you are not too old for this.
0: <laughs> oh God, I know. Or 36. You know what I mean? <laughs>
1: or 36, for that
0: matter. Or and I hope 46. Yes. Yeah, yes. right. Like, absolutely. Um, and I just,
1: I, I love that. That you know, uh, that carries through. Um, and also, I mean, the other thing that I've also experienced was that scene towards the end and I, know I'm kind of jumping a bit to Andrews and his mom, but like, there's that, you know, sort of the, uh, what, you know, after, after he's kind of moved on a bit, he's got the new job, you know, um, things are, things are shifting along her, her black eye is healing. And he has that scene where he's like, I just feel the need to tell you that like, I I had a really good childhood and like, you know, you did a great job. And like, I just feel like I need you to know that. And, um, I, I had a very similar conversation with my mom, uh, when I, cause so I went to Peru and I did ayahuasca for two weeks and, you know, uh, yeah. when we got back to civilization in Peru, you know, I called my mom to kind of like let her know that I was alive. Um, and was very much kind of just, you know, fresh from the jungle yeah. and you know fresh from that whole experience and i had a very similar conversation with her where I was like i just i just need to tell you like you did a really good job you know and it was a very emotion we, we both cried and it was you know it was great yeah. um but i there was just so much about this where i was like this rings true you have those moments as you get older where you're like hey can i just level with you mom like I forgive you, you
0: know. Or like, I totally get why you did what you did, you know. And her line, this is also almost my opening line. Are you trying to kill me? The way that she (laughs) says that and just like breaks down, it's so it's so funny in a way. It's like it's such a mom thing to say.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's like, why are you telling me this? Yeah, it's it's so sweet. Right. Ugh, I just I I love seeing. I I love how this this movie is about Andrew growing up, but in some ways, cycling through some of the same narratives, but just like maybe dealing with
0: them differently or learning something new this time, you know. Yeah, and I mean, all I know it's like we're we're nearing the end of the movie, and we're we jumped ahead a little bit, but I kind of love this because like it's they don't get the, together in the end, folks. It's like it's it's something that is so beautifully presented to us in a way too, because like when he goes over to the stoop and he says, I love you. And then Joseph comes home and that's like so great in itself too. But I love the parking lot scene and like the, what do they call it? Pickup child pickup. What am yeah, I trying to say? Yeah. Like the, you know, the school yeah. pickup
1: carpool. Yeah. Um,
0: and she kind of waves him into the car and she's like, I, again, these conversations are so healthy that they're having, especially because like, like you said before, it's like, she's the one who's a little, you know, she's older and more mature. She's like, I, I want to continue the conversation because you caught me off guard and I didn't know what to say. And now I do. So here's what it is. And, you know, it's like, he still has questions and they they kind of sort it out.
1: Yeah. And I think she really, you know, gives him some perspective, you know, about like, you know, even, Us as the audience, we get some point of view of how, you know, Lola came into her life at a very young age and like, you know, after that, the rest of her life is entangled with Lola and and from a young age was controlled by her stages and like, you know, by kind of navigating where Lola was in life. And I really think it's an interesting, it really kind of. I don't know, solidifies the point that she's trying to make to Andrew of like, go out and live your 20s, go out and do shit and find out who you are, because my identity was given to me at a very young age as Lola's mom, you know, and, and I just think that like, it's a really, they really earn narratively, like they really earn her point of view versus his and that it's not just like oh kid you're much too young for me or you're too immature because he's not he's so mature in so many ways yeah. and it's not just about him being this like fuck up which he you could say i mean he he obviously loses the job the the party planning job where it really just doesn't pan out um but like i don't think it was ever supposed to you know or the party you know but party planning party but uh, you know party starting excuse me um but i love that like even even that doesn't you know that ends in a fist fight at a bar mitzvah oh, it's so great. but it's great and and it's like I, there is just that mix of like yeah he is still kind of like you know uh a 22 year old who's learning and in other ways he's very mature but none of those are the reasons why things are not going to happen between domino and andrew you know
0: yeah if domino is like eight to ten years younger it'd be like the perfect match but I it's because of their age difference that they are a good match and what they've both gone through up to this moment um that makes it work I guess like you said at the beginning it's like that he's like well I just love you guys so much and it's it's easy to like to to fall in love with you because of this and but she kind of like you said it's like she's like but I'm stuck in a way you know, it's like i my mm-hmm. my future is kind of sealed and you have so much more to figure out. And I don't know if you love something, let it go, I guess. But it's right. It's, I don't. And yeah, ultimately, go. Andrew, you're
1: 22. Like there's so many experiences and people to meet. And like, what do you what do you do in here? Like, I mean, this is one of those things that hopefully, you know, in however number of years he looks back and he was like, oh, my God, I was. I was just so smitten with this woman, and I loved her daughter, and like I, I you know, and I thought I was they were just I was just gonna become the new dad of the family, even though she was engaged to this perfectly fine guy, you know what I mean, like it's he is being a bit of a dumb kid, but in a way that we've all in our own narratives been dumb kids. we've all looked back and go and gone, like, what did I think was gonna happen? Why did I hang out with that friend? Yes. Why did I go on that date? you know,
0: yeah, and I love that, um. I love that Andrew was not invited to Domino and Joseph's wedding. I think yeah, that's super there was that important. Kind of, mm-hmm.
1: There was that feeling that, like, I was like, "Oh, they're showing scenes from the wedding, and they're showing him. Is is he going to the wedding?" And I love that it. it was like, "No, these are two totally separate occasions." And like, and the movie basically ends with like her dancing with Joseph and him bopping along by himself in a club, and it's like, I almost felt like this was the movie saying. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like,
0: this is the difference. This is where you are so not in the same places in your life. Yeah, I mean, there's so many. It's like the antithesis of every like romantic comedy that we've ever been spoon fed to, because you don't really mm-hmm. see the ever after. You know, it's, uh, it's yeah, like Act Two of Into the Woods. You know what I mean? It's like that's when shit falls apart. And instead of it all falling apart, it's just like let's just stop this now and like realize what it is and like slowly back away and say goodbye and realize that this was, this is a really nice moment in time.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And this was, you know, we, we both learned something and there's reasons why this, you know, uh, can't continue. And like, there's also, uh, if we wanted to, we could really lean in and fuck shit up. You know what I mean? Like, I also feel like if, if they wanted to, you know, I, I feel like this is, you know, this is where Domino is like, yeah, I could, I could have sex with you right now in my car in the, in the after school pickup parking lot, but I know better. And when you're my age, you'll know better, you know? Oh
0: yeah. And I mean, it's so perfect because the first time she sort of like mounts him on the couch and like starts kissing him, he stops and says, I feel like you don't want to. And then the next, like mm-hmm. they would have totally had sex Um before uh-huh. the, the second time when but Joseph comes home and like kind of interrupts it and thank God he did like it, it's it's perfectly timed in a way it's like it's it feels dangerous you know like oh my god you're gonna get caught and he's gonna like f- kill him but it just works out somehow yeah i'm I'm so glad
1: it didn't end up being you know, the implosion of Domino and Joseph's, you know, relationship or like some big confrontation. I'm glad Lola didn't walk in on them kissing. It wasn't any weird thing like that, you know? Um, It was, you know, there, there's a real, this movie is not out to like fuck shit up. You know what I mean? Like this is not meant to be uh, so not, uh, not meant to show that a disruption in people's lives, but just kind of like a, a quiet evolution, even towards the end with like, You know when when Greg punches out that guy who punched Andrew's mom at the bar mitzvah. You know there is a little bit of like a okay. It's not like Andrew and stepdad Greg are best friends again, but we do see the way Andrew is like
0: okay. Well,
1: you're not all bad. It's a beautiful
0: way to get to that point. Like because it just halts everything at the bar mitzvah, and it's funny. And they have such a great car ride home with Rodrigo. <laughs> Just like, uh-huh. Oh my God. He is so funny. He's so funny. Yeah. Uh, oh God. It really like,
1: I, I love that. That like, ultimately it's not like Andrew's mom's mental health issues are healed by the end. It's not like, you know, I mean, uh, in in its own kind of C plot way, we see that David is kind of on his own journey of having his first kiss with Margaret and, you know, learning to, like, you know, let go of his brother again at the end. Like, you're you're kind of seeing multiple characters, you know, not necessarily grow exponentially during the course of the movie, um, but just a little bit, you know? And I think that that's almost more impressive to show people growing just a little bit.
0: Yeah, oh my god, that car ride, like, with David and Andrew at the very end when um, David kind of hints that he had his first kiss and but mm-hmm. there's something that said that said he's like David, I want to be friends forever, okay? And I was just like, yeah. I want to be friends forever. And it's so sweet so right? like you're going to do your homework as fast as you can and then you're going to tell me every single freaking detail. Ugh.
1: It's so charming. Now, here's I after I saw this, I I did some kind of digging around to kind of see what other people were saying about this yes. movie and and maybe even also uh to See if there was anything validating some feelings that I was having uh, that I don't know if I'm still having on second watch. But th- there, I feel like there have been maybe some mild critiques of this movie and maybe even things that I felt that like Cooper Rafe has like written and directed and edited and performed himself something of a vanity project in that Andrew is such a cherub and is regarded as like, you look like the sweetest person in the world and everybody just loves him. And there is kind of a, like it's interesting that he's cast himself as the angel of cha-cha real smooth. I think that's kind of a reach because I feel like, okay, well, while we're doing this, why don't we talk about how Woody Allen cast himself to have like hot 16-year-old girlfriends in all his movies. Like, What's the more benign one here? I think what Cooper Rafe is doing from my point of view is he has a very clear point of view and a very clear tone that he wants to create. And I think God bless if you have the wherewithal to write and edit and direct and and, and star in your own movie and have it work this well, I think it's bullshit to say that it's a a vanity. If it was was a vanity project, he'd end up with Domino at the end.
0: Yes, and he would have, like, a sex scene with her because why not? Who who wouldn't want to have sex with her? We're all lining up.
1: Right, (laughs) right. I mean, I'm like, get out of my way, Cooper. Yeah. Yeah, it's like no one's
0: knocking on Lin-Manuel's door, okay? So, like, Cooper Rafe can do what he wants. Exactly. And it's perfect. Like right? I can't it, imagine anyone else in that role. Right.
1: I don't even want to see David Tennant Yeah, or Adam part,
0: Scott. You know, Adam Scott nope. in this
1: role. Yeah. No, I think he's great. He, there's another movie that he similarly, you know, wrote, directed, starred in called Shit House. Um, <laughs> that I uh I'm, I'm, believe it or not, I'm actually excited to see. Yes. Uh so and I I and I don't know if there's any connection whatsoever, ever, even like it if it's a similar universe or energy, but um shithouse is uh according to imdb a lonely college freshman forges a strong connection with his resident assistant during a fraternity party so i don't know if he's playing like the friendly ra or the student i assume he's playing the student but um uh, but there is a character named mom in it played by amy landaker who was in uh transparent
0: okay
1: so, uh, so yeah, I'm going to check you that should. out because I'm hoping it's, it's a bit more of the same, but, um, but yeah. And then there's some new show that he's, that is coming out soon that he's a part of, but I don't know if it's quite the same, you know, Cooper Rafe production, but, um, yeah, uh, Cooper, I mean, is it potential, like put him on the shortlist for the Queens, Oh uh, yeah. of the I think he'd year? be our
0: youngest queen. He's 25.
1: Yeah, wow. he'd be our youngest queen. He's practically a princess. Yeah,
0: a goose. Yeah, maybe a new category. A go- oh, he's king of the geese.
1: King of the geese. <laughs> yeah, he's he's the real honker burger. Yeah, i I think that's something to consider. Is maybe we need to think about who are the geese? Yeah, I think the geese you know? are
0: the queens in training, or you know. The- yeah.
1: Yeah geese are just like nice guys because most
0: geese are 40 and above right? i feel like that's a good age yeah
1: i mean it's that's a good question what defines 45. a geese, what defines a goose you know um because uh, if we were to go back i feel like sister milagros from holy
0: camp was a goose yeah is oh i feel like yeah i guess we've we've women and men can both be geese yeah so much to talk about yeah
1: i it, maybe it's a future episode the, the best supporting geese <laughs>
0: Yeah. we'll do fly away home or yeah. something. oh god oh
1: gross <laughs> uh fly away home i would i would not enjoy that um yeah, fly away, nope yeah fly away nope I, i'd rather watch radio flyer again there Ugh. we go radio flyer it used to be on like hbo all the time when i was a kid and when i was a kid and like i haven't seen it in a while but like it involves like them getting beaten by their mother's like alcoholic boyfriend Whoa. and those are I some scary fucking scenes oh my god Yikes. that's a movie to re-watch yeah uh maybe well. yeah if you want to have a terrible experience <laughs> um so that's cha-cha real smooth uh honestly i mean anyone who may have may think that the title is <clears throat> a little twee or that that cooper rafe Who's this Cooper Rafe kid? I'm not gonna see some movie that he wrote and directed and starred in. Well, give him a go. Uh because Dakota Johnson's in it.
0: Oh folks, it's a high recommend. Yeah. No. Yeah, it's just so good. Get Apple TV Plus for one month and cancel it.
1: It's it's very much, I feel like a, you know, um we used to talk about an All Right Mary all the time, like kind media, like just movies and oh, shows. It's yeah. just like are feel good like this is like the Great British Bake Off of movies.
0: It's like Coda, which is also on Apple TV. Yeah, Plus, oh, Apple do double header one night. Oh, yeah. what a great
1: night that would be. Oh my God, yeah. Uh, Get some snacks. Yeah, yeah. God, cha cha real Coda. I think that's a
0: <laughs> cha cha real Coda. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> okay, Coda. Okay, Coda. Yeah. Yes. Um. Anyway, well, uh. Before we, uh, before we hit the road, before we, you know, turn to the left and cha-cha real smooth, we do have one more segment of our episode, our BSA of the week, in which we queen out on an actor, a performance, a food, or a song, or a thing, or anything in our lives that's acting as the best supporting
0: actress of our lives. Uh, what do you got? I only have one, and it's a big one, but I think i'm I'm thinking I'm gonna kick it off. I'm gonna go for it. go for it. Um, I told you that I was going to see this person, and I' lost track of time because it snuck up on me. But last night, Keon and I saw Megan Hilty live in okay. Pittsburgh.
1: I was thinking, like, wait a minute, like, isn't that? Did you forget? Because I forgot. I mean, I kind
0: of almost forgot. Like on Sunday, our friend Luke, who we went with, was like, don't forget Megan Hilty tomorrow. I was like, oh my God. And I was kind of, I had to go, I, I had like an all day training at work, which was actually kind of fun. And, but I was, you know, I was kind of drained. And I was like, oh my God, I have to go out. And it was cold. I, she is electric. She is so funny. Like she's got jokes. Like she was working the crowd. She was like call like so many great callbacks. The vocals were on point. It is. She came out singing. They just keep moving the line, which is from Smash. I don't know if it's in season one. I feel like it's. I in know that two. song, but yeah. it's it's from something. Is it a, it a read? It,
1: it's from uh, something uh, else because I know it from something else.
0: Yeah, yeah and I, I feel like I should know what that's from, but I don't. Mm. Um, but that was what she came out with. She sang secondhand white baby grand. <gasps>
1: You love that movie. And
0: I was just, I was floating around the theater. Oh my God. And then um, she also sang, uh, she did like a whole Wicked, not medley. um, She sang like, what is this feeling? She sang popular. She also sang for good. And uh, I mean, I was just eating it up. It was just like chocolate cake. I was like, but I, I wasn't getting tired of it. And she, um, She also went to CMU as well. So there's that Pittsburgh connection. So it was like, Mm -hmm. so she, she talked through tears. She Ah. talked about, and her voice teachers were in the front row and they were so cute. And like, I, I understand, like, I get that can like, just imagine getting to that point in your career and going back to a theater in Pittsburgh that you saw like so many amazing, it was at the, the O'Reilly theater in Pittsburgh, which is a beautiful theater downtown. And just like this full circle moment, it was magic and she ended with, um, I think we get it in season one. It's called "Don't Forget Me," and I think Karen sings it in the show. But Ivy sang it last night. I mean, Ivy and by Megan Hilty. It's like not. It's hard not to see her. Right, as Ivy. right, yeah. And um, and she did like she broke it up. She sang "Don't Forget Me" and then finished with "Let Me Be Your Star," and it was wow. transcendent. It was so good, and I'm so glad I went. I I'm obsessed.
1: I'm so glad that she, you know, uh, I feel like there was some concern of like, is she going to do any smash songs? Like, will will this yes. happen? She knew. She, she knew. knew. She knew you were out okay. there. Smash. Yes. Because um, she had had, there was like, she had like some family members die recently or something, oh my right? Oh God. So it it's, was like.
0: Yeah. Her sister, brother-in-law, her nephew, and her sister was also eight months pregnant and they died in a plane crash. Oh and it God. is God beyond tragic and that was like a talking through tears moment she like didn't bring it up but she did she's like you you guys like just being here in pittsburgh like you'll never you'll never know how much this means to me and she kind of her voice kind of broke i was like don't do it megan it was so beautiful
1: I'm so glad. Uh, I'm so so is it you know because this you had booked months ago. This I think you had booked this like yeah. towards the beginning of us covering Smash. That so was like oh wow you're gonna have a very different relationship with uh, Ivy Lynn by the time this happens. I
0: know it was just um, it was a really special night. I'm and you know it was like a it's like an hour and fifteen minutes.
1: Oh Ooh, I love that and uh, yeah. Uh, and like what time was what time did it start at?
0: Uh, Seven thirty, which is not too bad. You know it's not bad. we got a, we got a cocktail in the lobby, which was only $8. And I don't know why it just felt like that's a great price. That's a great deal for a theater drink. I, yes. I think
1: that's like half the price of what I would expect. Oh, yeah, so that's incredible. Exactly, yeah.
0: yeah. Ugh.
1: Oh, well, it's hard to top that. And I feel like I, I can't, cause I'm like, do I even have a BSA this week? I feel like I've been <laughs> in such a blur, but I'm going to use this opportunity to talk about something, two things I've I've stumbled on. Um, you've probably seen on Instagram, um, there's an Instagram account, Jeffrey Mixed. Have you ever seen that? M-I-X-E-D? Hmm. He posts I like lots, of gay, so. okay, lo- of, lots of gay stuff. Uh, it's lots of gay stuff. It's worth a follow. I think you'd appreciate, you know, the things that he posts. But, um, he was posting, he's been posting some clips and I feel like, and I found like a full episode on his YouTube channel because I was in searching for the show. But he's been posting clips from this short-lived, CW reality show called The Starlet
0: okay. that
1: came out in like 2000 and it was a reality competition show to find the best the, the next like actress and so it was an actress competition reality show and it was judged by two of the judges were Vivica A. Fox and Faye Dunaway <gasps>
0: This is ringing a bell. This is ringing a uh-huh. bell. Go on, yes.
1: So I watched, like, the first—I would say two thirds of the first episode—and like, it's not even—I like it. It was kind of boring. Like, it was kind of dumb. Like, I, I was—I mean, the, the best part of it was like the video that he posted includes like commercials from 2000 on the CW, Ooh, so it's a real that. throwback. Um, and so I haven't even finished the first episode, but I just need to name that like. I feel like it's appropriate on this podcast to say that, like, there is actually a reality show for people competing to be the next, you know, best ensemble actress on Smallville. You know what I mean? Like, yes, the prize was to have like a, and I don't, I don't know who won. I, I think the only way to get access to these episodes is maybe Jeffrey if he posts more. But the winner of the competition would get like a small walk, on, walk on roll on One Tree Hill. So. I don't remember any of the main actors from One Tree Hill, so I don't think this was a star-making vehicle for anybody.
0: Sure, I was just going to say I've never, never heard of her. Yeah, so (laughs) I
1: I put that out there for anybody listening. uh, You know, I feel like if you're listening to this podcast, you may be familiar with the starlet. I'm I'm fascinated by the concept of it. I love the idea of it. I feel like the first episode was a bit of a slog, but. Maybe that's just how first episodes are. Um, And I guess by chance, if anyone has access to the rest of the episodes, there is part of me that does kind of want to see what happens next.
0: Yeah. I mean, there has to be some nuggets in there.
1: Right. I mean, there, there's definitely like, they show little, like the, the preview of like coming up this season and there's scenes where they have to like cry. And Oh my God, even in the first episode, I, I take it back. There are good, there are, there are, nuggets in here they like work with an act like a a sort of Stanislavski kind of acting coach who's like you know trying to teach them how to cry by like thinking of their traumas like and she is such a like oh my god I'll send you the link uh you know and you can even just watch that clip like it is it's insanity and of course Faye Dunaway like here's Faye Dunaway acting like she's somebody hosting a 2000 era reality tv show on the cw
0: oh god it's like it's a recipe for disaster it's like someone giving someone power who shouldn't have power
1: yes don't ever give faye dunaway power oh my yes. god uh <laughs> so yeah so that's i'm gonna i'm gonna use my bsa slot to to shine a light on the Starlit. america's next stop best supporting actress there uh, we go. I would watch this. I was just going to say, I would watch that. Right? Right. Like, imagine if it was like, oh, you're not you're not trying out to be the star. You're trying out to be the scene-stealing side character, you know? Oh,
0: God. I mean, we need to start the, like, 50-plus version of that. Yes. That, that's our... Yeah. That's what I would want to judge. Forget the starlet. I want the, like, the Sally
1: Struthers, you know?
0: Yes. <laughs> yes. Ex- yeah. Oh, God. There'd be so many great women. Right. Oh, my God. What if it was like
1: a, a, a bunch of like recognizable, like older character actresses who were America's next top, uh, you know, uh, uh, d- character actress, you know, drag race, you know what I mean? And it's, you oh, know, yes. it's Margot Martindale and Caroline Aaron and 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 Dowd and uh, all doing, doing Snatch Game. All yeah. of them doing Snatch Game. Yeah. Oh, my God. Ugh. Well, I want to live in that reality. Um, yes. But unfortunately, amazing. we can't because we're getting played off. I knew it. It is what it is. You know, uh, as we learn on the Starlight, this business is hard. And uh, you got to be prepared for these things. So uh,
0: where can folks find more of you? They can find me on my other podcast, The Good Vanilla. I am determined to come back this week. Uh, I've heard the call. A few people commented on my facebook page on the good vanilla and by few people i mean one person and i was like i'm coming good so enough. uh it's been it's been a while and uh it's a barefoot contest co- podcast i don't know if i said that anyway and you can also follow me on instagram at nick kochanov and follow my dog i made a new instagram account for miss lucy and her handle is lucy in the Berg b-u-r-g-h oh. for pittsburgh and uh it's really been a joy
1: truly the the best supporting goose, Lucy M. Goosey. Uh, Goosey. Lucy Ann Goosey. Lucy Ann Goosey. That's what I always think of her full name as. I, she's not even my dog. Um, yeah. But... Uh, but I only, you know, my neighbor, my landlady's dog is named Penny. And I call her, for, I call her Penna St. James. So you don't have to adopt <laughs> anything. Um, I love it. But uh, anyway, more importantly, uh, you can also find me on All Right Mary currently, where we are covering Dragula mm-hmm. Titans on the main feed and Drag Race UK Season 4 on Patreon. And you can find me on Instagram at Drucker underscore. And you can find both
0: of us in a best supporting capacity on Instagram. At BSA Pod. Or you can send us an email at theBSAPod at gmail.com. And keep your papers peeled because we are uh continuing and coming down the
1: riverbend on the season one of Smash on Patreon. And so if you would like to get access, this week we are covering uh tech. It's uh, tech, Colin. It's tech, it's tech. Take a drink. Um, Yeah, take a drink every time you're reminded it's tech. Uh, And if you'd like to get access to that episode and early access to episodes just like this, just for $5 a month, it's at BSA. Nope, it's at patreon.com slash BSA pod.
0: Yeah, folks, get over there. There's so many episodes that we've already done of The Best Supporting After Show, and I'm I'm imagining once we're done with Smash, we're going to go back to our regular formats. You know, I think it's going to be great, so get on over there.
1: Yeah, yeah. And uh, that, as they say,
0: is that.